Welcome to MS Minute with DCND, your podcast for understanding multiple sclerosis. Every month, our MS experts tackle a different topic to help you manage your disease and live a better life. DCND is a private neurology practice based out of Dayton, Ohio. It's certified by the National MS Society as a comprehensive MS care center. Please note this podcast and its content is designed for educational and informational purposes only. Welcome to uh, MS Minute with DCND. Thank you so much for joining us again. Today, we have a very special guest, Mary Vandenbroek. Um, she is on the board of trustees for the MS Society and also the Walk Committee Chair for the Dayton Walk, um, for the Walk MS here in Dayton. Thank you so much, Mary, for spending your um, time with us today. Hi, thank you for having me. So, Mary, be here. Um, I would love to kind of pick your brain a little bit about how you got involved in this journey. Um, you know, what drew you to the MS Society in the first place? Well, I actually, I have MS. Um, I was officially diagnosed in 2011, but I've had the disease since pretty much 2009. It was just called something different in 2009. Um, I was actually paralyzed for six weeks uh, for, from my neck down completely. So, um, and at that point, I have lesions at C1 and C2 on my spine. So uh, they called it transverse myelitis at that point, which is basically a sister disease to uh, MS. And then in uh, 2011, I developed more lesions on my brain and then the diagnosis changed to MS. So that's kind of how I became involved. I was looking for a way to positively um, find support. I did a few support groups and, and there are some good ones out there, but I just wasn't finding the upbeat, positive influence that I was looking for. And I just kind of fell upon the, the MS walk and I fell in love with it from the very first year that I was a participant. It, it's just, it's a welcoming, it's a positive, happy event. And I mean, it, it drew me in from the very first walk that I ever did. Yeah, it absolutely is that all those things. Um, going back to this paralyzing event, I mean, tell me more about this for, <laughs> yeah. for anyone listening. I mean, that had to have been horrifying. I mean, what, what happened and, and how, you know, what, what has come from that? Yeah, it, it was, it was frightening. Um, it started kind of took about two weeks to come on. It started kind of with um, pins and needles tingling kind of when your legs fall asleep and you get that little prickly feeling. It started in my feet and then kind of worked its way up. Um, you know, I started having a little bit of trouble walking. My feet were dragging and, you know, just, I felt off and, you know, it took a few visits to the ER, lots of different things. Oh, it's your sinuses and just weird things that you're going, no, no, that's, that's not it. Until finally, I just, I woke up one morning with the worst headache I've ever had in my entire life, thrown up. It, it was, it was awful. And so I, my mom happened to be there and called the squad and they took me in. And from that point on, I didn't walk again for six weeks. Wow. Um, I did inpatient therapy at um, Kettering Hospital here locally, and they were wonderful. I mean, I, I give them, I get, I still get choked up. It's been what, 13 years now, and I still get choked up over it. But I give them so much credit for um, pretty much my. I, I say I'm 90% recovered. Um, it, it was full inpatient rehab. I did eight hours of different types of therapy every day. I mean, I would do rehab 
from recreational to physical therapy to fortunate. I didn't need speech therapy. It didn't affect my speech. I was very lucky in that respect. Um, I had to learn how to do everything. I had to learn how to walk. I had to learn how to dress myself, how to feed myself, um, everything. So I went from being a fully functioning grown adult, 35 year old woman to having to do everything completely all over again, like a, like a newborn who was learning how to do everything. Wow. So it, mean, it was very scary. Yeah. How scary this um, disease can be. I mean, we've come a long way in the fight against yes, it. Yes, we basically. have. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that Absolutely. was 2011 and um, man, so really after that, that's what spurred your, your passion in, in, you know, trying to help other people who are going through this exactly. as well. And I've always been positive. I, as a matter of fact, I told people when I was in the hospital, I gave my, I allowed myself two two meltdowns as I called them. Other than that, it was positivity. It wasn't when I get better, it's, it, it's, or not if I get better, it was when I get better. And it wasn't, you know, if I go back to work, it's when I go back to work. And I set a deadline for myself and I hit that deadline. I went back to work. It was, you know, little bit by little bit walkers and, you know, progressing that way. But I've always kept a positive attitude. My motto is dig deep. When the going gets tough, you dig deep. My walk team name is team dig deep. And that's, you know, that's been my motto, but I, I just try to keep a positive outlook on things. And that's why, like I said, walk was something that I really needed because I needed that positivity. And I, I think that that goes a long way for people with, with any, any disease or anything that's going on in their life. But in particular with MS, I think positivity plays a huge role in, in, in your recovery and in, in your everyday outlook. I think you're so right. Having a positive outlook, I mean, can do wonders for, for your psyche too, you know, your mental health, which is, exactly. it's all connected exactly. really. You know, we've talked a lot about that mm-hmm. on this podcast as well. Um, so talk to me a little bit about the walk. I mean, for somebody who's new yeah. um, to this journey, who, who doesn't really know yet what the MS Society is, you know, we, we talked um, to yeah. Sally a little bit in a previous episode about what the society mm-hmm. does, but really let's right. dig into what the walk is about and why it's so important. Yeah, the walk, it, it's just, it's a fun activity. Um, you know, the, the primary goal is to raise funds. Um, those funds are used for research. Um, they're also used, you know, the MS Society, and you said Sally's been, you know, a guest, and the society does so much good. Not only do they do uh, help in research, but they have programs that help assist, you know, patients and or and caregivers and anybody really that's affected by having MS or a family member or a, even a friend that has it with education, with resources. Um, we have a program that's called the MS Navigator Program, and some of the funds support the MS Navigator Program. And as a board member, I got to do a ride-along where we listened to a woman who had a son that was living with her, a grown son. She had MS, and at the end of the month, the grown son wasn't helping her do anything like the bills or whatever she couldn't pay for her ms medication because she was paying for everything and at the end of the month she had 25 dollars left for everything the funds that are raised helped with the navigator program and we were able to help her to find ways to get her medication to help pay for her rent at least for several months so that she could get back on her feet and help to figure out how to stabilize her life and get her 
you know, in a positive direction. And I see, I get choked up over that too. Rightfully so, rightfully so. Yeah, I mean, that's incredible that right. the power of an organization like this um, to, that it has on the community. Right. I mean, because it's it's so much bigger than one individual, than, you know, just giving right. resources and things like that. I mean, a lot of people think like associations, they're great for that, but they can do so much more. Right. So, yeah, so that's why walk is so important. It's, it, you know, we try to make it as fun of an event as we can. Um, so while you're giving, we also hope that you're getting as well. Um, it, it's not a mandatory, um, you're not required to fundraise, but what we hope is that, uh, you know, maybe not, maybe even in your first year, because you're just learning what walk is, and you may not know the ins and outs and what's going on, but we hope that in future events that you'll come back year after year, and then you'll, you'll start to fundraise, and each year you'll fundraise more, and, uh, you know, then that money will just keep compounding every year and then it's just more and more that pot grows and we're able to help more people who need need the access to the resources each year absolutely so that that's kind of our hope with walk you yeah. know, what what it can do each year in addition to um funding you know those important resources uh i've spoken to a lot of uh, of people who have ms and who are on this journey who, um, who say it's a community and it is, it is. It's huge for, you know, when you're going through, through all of this to have that network and surrounding um, them with yeah. the people who, who are going through similar situations. Can you talk about how, um, how the walk kind of helps with that? Yeah, when I was diagnosed, I didn't know anybody that had MS. I mean, I've never met anybody. And and like most people, you probably see, I call them the horror stories, not necessarily horror stories, but the bad cases, you know, the, the Annette Finicellos or people who, who had maybe progressive or were, were worst case scenarios who started off bad and maybe did go downhill. They were in wheelchairs or you saw them maybe towards the end of their life where their struggles were worse you know, than maybe what I started with or where I was in my life. So I didn't know anybody that had MS. By going to walk and meeting people, I'd say a good portion of my friends now have MS, and I've seen them through all stages of the disease. I have some that have progressive. I have a really good friend. Her name is Colleen. She has progressive. She's in a wheelchair, confined full-time to a wheelchair. She has the most positive outlook on life that I have ever met, and she does more in her life than I probably do as an able-bodied <laughs> you know, individual. And then I have another friend, my very first MS friend, I like to call her. She was the first chair of the walk that when I did it, um, her name is Amy. And, you know, she's like myself, she's able-bodied, but, you know, and we all have our struggles and, you know, we all have the invisible disease where we look fine on the outside, but inside we have struggles every day. So, I mean, you meet people of all different ranges of the disease, but we're all there to support each other. And you may come to walk and maybe you can't walk. Maybe you just come and you just hang out for the morning. You know, it, it's not mandatory that you come and you do that. It's a one or three mile route. You can take your pick. You don't have to walk. We'll serve you breakfast. We'll serve you lunch. We'll have a DJ. You just come and hang out. Just have fun. Get support. Meet people who know what you're going through that understand that, hey, you're going to have a bad day once in a while. It's okay. I know what you're going through. So just come and hang out, just have fun, meet some people, expand your network. So 
So I think that's very, very important. And I think, I think it's, everybody should, should have that network. I agree. And this year is the first year that it's going to be back in person since the pandemic. Yes. Um, we are so excited. A little bit about um, COVID and, and, in the impact that it had, not only on the walk, but what the walk represented um, in terms of that community. Yeah, we we did virtual walks. Um, you know, we we still tried to raise funds. We still we still walked for myself because I am a people person and and I get the energy from people and the events. I, I just feel that energy and I love seeing all the people and it was hard. I mean, even for somebody like myself who tries to stay positive, it, it was it's been a rough couple of years. You know, you feel a little more depressed, you get a little more blue. You didn't have that sense of camaraderie. So just even in planning this year's walk, it's just re-energized everybody and we're so excited. And I'm just thrilled that we can all get back together again and and just see each other and smile and, you know, and everybody's in varying degrees of how comfortable they are, but people are hugging again. And, you know, just that, that physical contact, I think so many people have been missing and, and I just, I, I just, I'm thrilled. I just can't wait. Oh, very nice. It's, so COVID has been hard. It's been, it's hard, been hard for everyone, but I especially think it's been hard for people with MS. I mean, we already have a, a, a tendency to, to be a little bit more depressed and, you know, because your disease makes you feel depressed and alone and, you know, and then, you know, pile COVID on top of that. And then you don't have this resource to go be among people who are similar to yourself. It, it, it's been rough. Mm-hmm. It's been really rough. So yeah. I'm, so I'm sure. Just, I'm I, mean, I just can't wait. Learn from those people too. You know, you learn about oh, I should try this, or maybe I should try that. And, you know, maybe this would help yeah. symptom management yeah. or whatever. I'm sure, yeah. Exactly. Not exactly. had that for a couple of years. I'm sure it's been mm-hmm. very impactful for, yeah. for some people. Mm-hmm. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. What? How long have you been involved with the walk? And why do you, um, why do you still do it every year? So it's quite the undertaking, I'm yeah, sure, my, when you're the chair of it. <laughs> it, it is. It very much is. Um, my first walk was 2011. Um, I was a participant for probably, I think I did for three years. I just walked as a participant. Um, and then I became involved on the committee just as a participant on the committee in, I believe it was 2014. Um, and then Amy, who was the chair, decided that it was a big undertaking and it took up a lot of her time. And she had children. So she decided she would still be involved kind of in the committee, but she just, she needed to step down a little bit. So in 2016, I became a co-chair at that point. Um, and then my co-chair decided she was ready to step down. So I took that over, I believe it was 2017. And so I've just been the, the committee chair since 2017. And a it's a lot time. of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Um, I, I just keep doing it. I keep saying, oh, maybe this is my year to stop. But like I said, it, it just, it's very rewarding when I get there, you know, leading up to it, it's like, oh, so much work. But the day of, once it happens and I see everybody and everyone's there and everybody's happy and they're smiling and we're just having fun, it it's 
it just changes my whole opinion. I'm like, okay, I can do this again. Right. <laughs> it's worth it by that point. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. The benefits are far, they far outweigh the work. Yeah. Well, I mean, we talked about a few of those benefits, but what is, what is your favorite part of the walk? What's the best part to you? Oh, my favorite part by far is just the people seeing the smiles, the people, I mean, just, just the people. I love to see all different people all coming together. Like I said, you know, people who you would never have met in a million years becoming friends, like all walks of life, you know, different ages, different, you know, different backgrounds, different, different, you know, occupations. I mean, just, it's amazing to me when you see everyone come together and everyone's happy and everyone is positive. I truly cannot say I've ever experienced in any walk that I've been in, there have never been any fights or, you know, it's always been a positive experience. It's, it's just, it's, that's my favorite part, I think. Absolutely. Hands down is just the people and seeing how everyone is having a good time. Awesome. If Breath you leave and you areas. didn't have a good time, I didn't do my job. Yes. Yes. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and I know, cause we've been there a few times, you know, that you do have vendors too, um, which I mm-hmm. also think we is, do. is super helpful for the community, especially yes. if you're new and newly diagnosed, you know, mm-hmm. you can go and get a lot of information about like resources yes. in your community. I remember, mm-hmm. uh, you know, before COVID, there was one area that talked about dance or some sort of like physical activity that you could be doing that I was like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't even know that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We are going to have um, this year we have, and we've usually do um, a cardio hip hop warm up. So they're going to be there and do that again for us this year. So we're excited to have them come back. That's always fun. Um, we do have several of the um, pharmaceutical companies are coming. So they always come and they have their handouts. So those are always fun to come and get a little bit of swag from them. I know that um, DCND has a has a booth that is going to be there. So um, folks can stop by and say hello there. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, we're going to have food. You know, so we'll feed you. I'm hungry. We'll feed you. <laughs> really a full day. Um, it's just, I mean, you get educated and, and uh, entertained in the same, and you're doing it for our cause. Exactly. So awesome. Yeah, exactly. Great event. I, exactly. I, I love being a part of that too. Um, if you could, you know, since you've been on this journey for a little while too, I, I always like to ask people who, who are, you know, further on in it, what advice do you have to somebody who is newly diagnosed? Um, I think for me, key has been to find the right doctor. Um, I think that is crucial. If, if you don't feel that your doctor is taking you seriously, or you're not going to, you're not going to mesh all the time with your doctor and that's okay. I, I think I have some people, some friends who've, they've just stayed with their doctor because it's just, it's too hard to find a new one. They don't really care for their doctor, but it's just too hard to find a new one. You, you've got to find the right doctor for you. Um, I think that's critical first and foremost for me. I have a wonderful doctor, and I think that's made the difference. Um, again, positivity. There's so much bad in, in our disease. I mean, 
every day I have a new symptom. Every time I go to the doctor with a new symptom, I have a new pill. I have a lovely little basket full of pills that, you know, keep me going, but I hate, but they keep me going. You know, the positivity I think is crucial to outweigh all of the bad. Um, it's difficult. I know, I know we all want it. Uh, and I have, I give myself pity parties every now and then too, because you do have bad days. It's not sunshine and roses every day, but I think that's, that's, for me, that's the best advice I can give someone because when I first was diagnosed, I did like everyone. I got on the Facebook groups and, you know, I, I did a lot of that. And unfortunately, a lot of the folks on the Facebook groups tend to be a little more negative and, I found myself getting a little more negative and that was a bad place to be. It, I felt worse. My symptoms seemed to get worse. It, it was just a bad place to be. So for me, that's my two biggest. Find a good doctor that listens to you, that you trust, that, that understands MS. Because there are great doctors out there that do understand MS. They, you know, at walk, talk to some other, you know, people that have MS, find out who they see, see how they like their doctor, get some referrals. It doesn't hurt to get second opinions. You know, there'll be, DCND will be there and I'm sure that you can get some great referrals there. And there's fabulous doctors at DCND. So, you know, do that and then stay positive as best you can stay positive. So those for me are the, the key. Great advice. Yes. And what you know, that's going. so true about the, the physicians. You need to make sure that you find the right one that matches your personality, you know, because everybody is so exactly. different and that's okay. You just have to mm -hmm. find the one that met, that matches yeah. you. Very good. Um, anything right. else that you'd like to add about the walk or, or your journey in general um, that you would like to share with, with our listeners? not in the Dayton area, you um, most likely will have a walk around you because this is, yes, is yes. a local Good thing. Point. It, is a, it is a national absolutely. thing, right? I mean, so most communities have a yes, walk. Are absolutely. Are in, in like the springtime? They are. Um, and if you go like that same website, that walkms.org, you can put in any city and pretty much, I think there's one in all 50 states, um, multiple in each state. So yeah, so you can just look in there and, and walk. You can also work vir walk virtually. It doesn't even have to be in an official walk. If you just want to walk in your neighborhood, get a group of friends together and just make your own walk, you're welcome to do that too. You can register on the website and fundraise. We do have rewards. If you uh, fundraise for every dollar that you raise, you get points. You can turn those points in for MS swag. I have a MS fleece hoodie on that you I got from my rewards points. So uh, they have a little fun little swag like that, that you can get. And they have a VIP club. If you raise a certain amount of money that you can become a part of. And so, so yeah. I appreciate your time today and sharing your story with us and, and more about the walk. And uh, I will make sure we put the link uh, in our show notes. Thank so if so anybody's much. interested, they can, they can go there and check it out. Oh, I appreciate that.